Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Man and Candace podcast. And today we're going to talk about the time I went to rehab. So before we hop on to this Man and Candace podcast episode, good night, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, hop on to the description below of the Man and Candace podcast episode and see the links and visit the Patreon. Follow us on Instagram on MDMAQ and the Man and Candace podcast. And visit my website for fine art prints. Coloring books are coming out tomorrow. And if you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, go ahead and email me at info at mdmnq.com in the description below. So let's get into it. When I went to rehab, I was in a very dark time in my life, as people go to rehab do or find themselves in. You guys, I was like at such a low point in my life, my mom found me on the toilet, Elvis style. I was popping about five Adderalls a day and maybe the same amount of Xanax, pharmaceutical grade. And I just had no control. When you go to rehab, that's when you have no control. That's when you officially admit to yourself, you're like, I don't have any control. I can't do it. Today, I had lunch with my mom. And it was beautiful. And like, I look back at me and my mom's relationship. If I didn't go to rehab, we wouldn't have a relationship. If I didn't admit, if there was something, if I didn't break down and go get help, because there's something so special about that place, because you get to relax. That's the one thing that I didn't realize about rehab is that I got to relax. I learned one big lesson in rehab, and that's respect. But before I get into that, let me tell you about my day. I woke up, paid some bills, found out some good news, and then went to my trainer. Shout out to Dre. And then I met up with my mom, and we went to the parlor, and we had pizza. And I had a strawberry Negroni. It was so strong. Never in my life will I have another Negroni. (laughs) And that's the beauty of alcoholism. They separate you in um, rehab. They separate the drug addicts from alcoholics. (laughs) So I remember the day I texted my mom that I needed to go to rehab, that I needed help. I was 17. And... I remember texting her and I I remember laying on my couch eating chicken fried rice. I remember stuffing myself with chicken fried rice. I remember being on the couch blacked out. I remember texting her and I think I was like misspelling words. And she was like, just go get help today. And I was like, if I'm going to get help, then I'm going to get help today. And sure enough, they 
got me a bed in um, Aurora Detox in Glendale. Prior to that, like, I was so bad on drugs, I cut off all my hair. I know. I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I was, I want you guys to emphasize, I want you guys to know that I'm emphasizing I was at such a deep time in my life. Before I went to rehab. I remember sitting in the detox intake lobby and just crying and just crying and crying and crying because I knew that my life was going to change forever and for better or worse I just knew it was going to change. I knew that my selfish ways of thinking were going to end. And it was scary. It was it was really scary. There was no one there to hold my hand. I had to be on my own and it was frightening. Getting help and going to rehab is scary. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. Give me a second. <laughs> I was so low. You guys. I didn't care if I lived. I didn't care if I died. I just didn't care. I just wanted to be numb. If you're at that point in your addiction, you need to get help before it's too late. You need to go get help. If you're drinking lean, if you're popping pills, if you're shooting up, if you're snorting, you need to go get help. If you're at a point where you're selling your drugs, you need to go get help. All of you know who you are. If you're anyone like me, you're using and you're selling. And I'm going to tell you what my mom tells me. Nothing good comes from drugs. Absolutely nothing. My life without Xanax, my life without Adderall is so much clearer. I'm so much more level-headed. I'm so much more goal-oriented. I have so much more positive. I'm not a zombie. I'm not a crackhead. So the rehab I went to is called Calvary. It's on 7th Street. Let me Google exactly where Calvary is. Because I highly recommend this. It's an inpatient drug rehab center, 24-hour admissions, five stars. They take Edna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, and Humana, and they have 
they work with other insurances as well. I guess it's called Daylight Recovery Center now. Well, you know what? I think it's closed. Hold on. It's called Calvary Healing Center. It's counseling and mental health rehabilitation center for addition and medicine. It's open 24 hours. So anytime you need to go, there's going to be a bed for you. And you can bring your cigarettes. It's on 720 East Montebello Avenue, Phoenix. The number is 866-767-6237. The number is 866-767-6237 at calvarycenter.com. I highly recommend this place. Every single one of the counselors and the behavioral technicians are recovered addicts so they know what you're going through and they know when you're bullshitting and that you you can't bring drugs in the rehab that's a no-no so when i went to detox they have this um nice area called the nursing station and whenever you need Benadryl <laughs> whenever you need Benadryl and whenever you need to go to sleep just go to the nursing station whenever you need a nicotine patch go to the nursing station they'll hook you up they know exactly what you need but when you're in detox it's a bunch of teddy bears and movies and blankets because you're detoxing you're coming off the drugs and it sucks. So they're trying to make your stay as comfortable as possible. See, at first rehab is really scary because it's like you, your parents are leaving and they're happy that they're leaving you behind. You're like, you're happy and you're, and you're, and you're scared. You're just really, really scared. And you have a piece of paper with your friend's phone numbers on it so you can call them. You can only use the phone for five minutes. But it's needed. You need to disconnect from the outside world in order to get sober. If you if all if all you know is dealers and drugs and dealers and drugs and money and drugs and dealers and drugs. If that's the life you only know, then you need to could disconnect from the outside world and go to rehab. There was something really special about that place. There was something really special about waking up and having waffles and having, oh, that's another thing about rehab. You get really fat. They fatten you up because they know that your ass has been speedballing and not eating and eating. And when you do eat, you eat stuff like Burger King and slushies. 
I'm projecting. I'm sorry. But, like, honestly, rehab is the best thing that you can do for yourself. I still, when I went to detox, I was so bad on Xanax that they gave me value. And I was, like, really high on it. And I was like, whoa. And then there was just a bunch of, like, infomercials and a bunch of old movies. That's what you can expect in rehab is a bunch of old movies. Expect my girl and bridesmaids to be in rehab. <laughs> I've met some of the most down-to-earth, most real people in rehab. Because they're just like you. They've completely lost it. They completely hit rock bottom and they need help. They got their hands in the air saying, Jesus, take the wheel. This kid that I... I won't say his name or her name or their name. I don't know their pronouns, but... It was humbling because I found a classmate in detox. And you guys have no idea how comfortable that made me feel. Because I was really scared. I was 17. I, was, I just graduated high school. And everything I knew I just left behind, which was drugs. And, like, here was someone my age going through the same thing. I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel alone. Let me just gather myself together. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) A shout out. Debbie's <coughs> shout out to all the butt tenders at Debbie's on Peoria and 27th Avenue that's my dispensary I got a blue dreams dizzy sometimes I get a pre-roll sometimes I get the whole store they don't ask questions <coughs> shout out to Adam of nature's medicine that's my dog You guys, I've been getting a lot of visits to the Patreon and no patrons, so I want to let you know. Let me explain to you the level one of the patron. Level one, you get a digital print and a digital commission. A commission, what that is, is you get to tell me what you want me to draw you. And you do get free shipping. So level two tier, you get everything in level one except you get a painting. An eight and a half by 11 inch that's the same size as your printing paper. Free shipping. In level three, you get everything in level two, except you get a charcoal portrait commission. Every single month. It's like Lisa Frank, you guys, except 
it's more art. It's, I'm so excited. But let me know if you'd rather have like stickers and buttons and all types of stuff. If you just want to pledge a custom pledge a month, like a dollar or five dollars or something like that, you have the option to do so. Just hop on down to the description link and click on the Patreon link. It's the first one. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, I have ad slots available. I have many slots available. Go ahead and email me at info at mdmaq.com. Coloring books are coming out tomorrow, you guys. I'm so excited to come out with these coloring books. Wait until the afternoon because I'm going to shoot some promo pics. I got to pick them up in the morning. I'm so excited. The last time I released a coloring book, I was 23. So this was 2018. Super, 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 super long time ago. And shout out to Base Jesus for retweeting my coloring book and getting me sales. I love you. Um, my uncle Jason and my friend Carla visited me while I was in detox and it meant the world to me. That's how you know who you who who's your friend and who really cares about you. My uncle drove all the way down from New Mexico and my friend Carla, she went out of her way to contact my mom and find out where I was. So after detox, I had to go to 30-day treatment. So I'm in detox. They put you in detox just as long as, as long as you need to so you don't die from not being on the drugs. So they put me in detox and they kept me on um, benzos and long enough, just long enough so I didn't die, I guess. Um... Yeah, so the 30-day treatment is even scarier than detox, I will admit, because you're going in a room full of, like, dozens of strangers, dozens of brats, dozens of other people who are coming off drugs. And, like, there are levels to addicts, you guys. Like, there's addicts, your addicts, like, you have your addicts, right? Your addicts, then you have your alcoholics, then you have your heroin addicts, then you have your meth addicts. The heroin addicts need extra TLC. The heroin addicts, they're, they're, God bless them. Heroin is a hell of a drug. Don't do heroin. I've never done heroin because of this reason. The people in, the people in rehab who are coming off heroin are monsters. They want to fight. They want to scratch themselves out of their body. They want fentanyl. They, they're scary. There was this girl. I forgot her name, but she swallowed a fentanyl patch because she heard it was going to get her high. Oh, my God. And, like, and we, have, we had a routine every day. We had roommates. We had... Our routine consisted of chores. So we would have to wake up every morning on, like, 5.30 a.m. on the dot. 
and then we have to eat breakfast, get ready for breakfast. We have to make our beds, eat breakfast, and then we have to go to like there. We have to go to like um, meditation or church, and then we have to clean, and then we had to get ready for a meeting, and then we had to. It was just back to back meetings and 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 working the steps and therapy and just God, daily daily work in rehab daily work at your addiction and there's like different types of therapies like we went to the japanese garden we, we had equine therapy with the horses it was very 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 nice very nice and very well worth the money um <laughs> I hate to say this, but rehab, Calvary is as good as it gets as far as rehab, affordable rehabs. Um, there is a rehab in Tucson where celebrities go. Let me look it up, rehab. It's called Buena Vista. Alcohol and recovery. Drug and alcohol recovery. I remember like the first week in 30 day treatment. I called my mom and I was like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. I don't want to be in here. And it was right after the psych. I saw the psychiatrist. You see the psychiatrist? There's two different types of psychiatrists. There's a psychiatrist that wants to push you pills. And the psychiatrist that wants to get you off the pills. <laughs> um, the one that wants to get you off the pills. They tell you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear. This doctor, this Asian doctor, I'll never forget. He told me that I was a that had that I had a victim mentality, and I was pissed. This is how I knew that something was wrong with my thinking is because this doctor told me I had a victim mentality. Do you know how mad I was? I was like, victim mentality. How dare you? How dare you? You see, when someone's a victim, there's no, like, telling them, hey, you know, like, you're kind of getting in your own way. Because I came in wanting drugs, right? So I, like, came in with this story, like, I was molested, my mom and I argue, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're just a one big baby. You just have this one big story that you live by. And I was like, oh, oh, how dare you? And he gave me sleeping pills and bipolar medication. He said, this is what's going to work. And I was like, fine. Side note. I know that me telling this story is going to help people because when I w was dealing with Daniel, um, buying drugs from Daniel, 
who is now deceased, rest in peace. But when I was buying drugs from him, he was working at this place called Chase Bank. And we had a conversation one day over a cigarette. And he confided in me. He was like, hey, you know, like, I... He was, he was heavy in the drugs, okay? He was selling drugs really bad. And so I told him, I'm like, hey, if you ever feel out of control, if you ever feel like you just need a break, you feel like you, even though you have, you say that you can stop, you can't stop, it, it's okay to go to rehab. It's okay to get help. It's okay to take a break. Sometimes that's what you need. And then he disappeared. He just disappeared. And then he came back and he's like, hey, I went to rehab and I want to thank you because it was the best thing I could have done. No one's ever encouraged me to do anything like that. And I was like, wow. So I know me telling my story is going to help people. That's why I push and push and push myself to do these podcasts because I have so many stories. I have so many instances where I fucked up in life where I can just help you. I'm not trying to like share my life and for the sake of sharing, for the sake of content. That's not what I'm doing. I want to help you. I want to help my fellow girl. I want to help my fellow man. I want to help my fellow non-binary. After each night, a girl would go home. Because if you think about it, people come into rehab every day so people leave every day because it's their 30 days so it's someone 30 days every day so at night we would I don't know if you guys know anything about like AA meetings or like narcotics anonymous they have all types of like anonymous and I'll go over that in a second um the rehab had a coin out. They called it a coin out. So like each girl would take a coin and the coin had the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer, let me Google it. The serenity prayer is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's the serenity prayer. So the coin had the serenity prayer and we would take the coin and we'd be like, for example, Candace, you were great. I had a lovely time with you. I charged this coin with love, grace, and happiness. And then they pass it on to the next person. Well, my coin out, I was dead asleep because I was on too much Trazodone and Seroquel. Trazodone and Seroquel are sleeping pills. Thanks, Asian doctor. So after rehab, you have outpatient. So basically what outpatient is, is kind of like integrating you back into regular life. You go to sober living houses, which they drug test you and you have a curfew and you live with other girls who are in recovery. And those never work out. Those are breeding grounds for relapse. Um, And I want to talk about relapse in a second. Um, 
But before I get into relapse, I want to talk about the different types of AA meetings. There's Alcoholics Anonymous. There's Narcotics Anonymous. There's um, Heroin Anonymous. Wait, no, not Heroin Anonymous. That's Narcotics Anonymous. There's um, Marijuana Anonymous. There's Overeaters Anonymous. And there's Al-Anon. What Al-Anon is, is a support group for people who have at who have loved ones who are addicts. So if your loved one is an addict, there's a support group for you called Al-Anon. My mom is a member of Al-Anon. So obviously I'm 26. Obviously I've relapsed because I've gotten my car accident and stuff. But like the principles of rehab have always stuck with me. Respect and order and routine and environment and just peace in sobriety. If I ever need peace, if I ever like I can always admit to myself, you need help. That's what we have taught me. I can always admit to myself when I, that I, I need help. And yeah. Rehab begins. At, there's this notion that you go to rehab and you're going to come out 100% sober. That's not the fact. It begins the groundwork. Because being sober is a lifelong process. Because you're an addict forever. If you're addicted to drugs, you're always going to be addicted to drugs, whether you're using it or not. It's like sobriety is just a way of life. It's choosing not to do drugs. And for some people, there's different levels of sobriety, and that's another discussion. But for some people, there's only one way of sobriety, and that's so being sober from all substances, mind-altering substances. So good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever you're listening. I bid you adieu. If you need more resources, if you need more information on where to get help in the Phoenix area for drug and alcohol addiction, or if you need resources on meetings, contact me at Instagram.com slash Podcast, info at MDMQ.com. Hop onto the Patreon, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.